Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 17. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Ellish out front had it knocked away, got it back, drives the paint to the rim. It's good and one. How about that, L. Ellish? Quick as a hiccup. Mark's going to dribble the ball out near the midcourt strike. Ethan Morton is guarding him. Mark dribbles right side. Shot clock at six now. Mark pulls up. Foul line jumper. Good. Tremont Mark has been Mr. Clutch. Hogs by five with a minute to play in overtime. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay taste like everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Razorback Basketball Practice Facility here in Fayetteville. And appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as we know that uh, it's a great Tuesday, not only because of all the sports that are going on in the world, but we also know that Josh Braun, Razorback offensive lineman, joins us each and every Tuesday. And it's always great to catch up with him, especially this week, because for those of you who didn't know, He's from the state of Florida. He's going back to play against the Gators, a team that he transferred from just a year ago. And it was really fascinating to catch up with him. So let's go ahead and welcome in Razorback offensive lineman Josh Braun. Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? All right, once again, we are joined by Razorback offensive lineman Josh Braun here on Out of Bounds as we preview a little bit of the Florida Gators, as well as look back on the bye week for the Razorbacks. But Josh, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, we're doing good, man. And I know uh, not having a week of uh, a game is quite a change for fans, but also a ch- quite a change for you. So just how do you feel coming out of the bye week and just where where's your state at, not only uh, physically, but also mentally? Yeah, I feel really good. I took advantage of the bye week just to get my mind back to football mode and just we're looking forward to these next four weeks to really make a strong push to end the season so do you have anything specific that you did as far as the bye week goes anything special or unique uh yeah so friday uh, me and my wife went hiking we went to uh yellow rock overlook and then um in the afternoon we went and got some pedicures so that was fun there you go (laughs) and then uh saturday let me see saturday morning we went to the farmer's market in fayetteville um, on the square I got um, a, a sourdough loaf and some mozzarella cheese, and we made grilled cheeses with tomato soup because it was rainy and cold. And then after that, we went to the Arkansas basketball game against Purdue, which was phenomenal. It was the first basketball game we've been to. Um, actually, the only collegiate basketball game we've ever been to. And so to be in such an arena like Bud Walton is just incredible. It was such a unique experience as a fan. Yeah, thanks for letting me know. I was there too. I would have said, "What's up to you, man?" <laughs> yeah, I was. I was debating it. I, uh, That's all good. I don't know. I see uh, you got a Halloween party to go to tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Eric <laughs> Musselman, like of of all people. Which I mean, it's going to be cool because I'm like, you know, I don't I don't get invites to Halloween parties very often, and I mean, if it's Eric Musselman's, it's got to be a good time. So yeah, I got <laughs> I got to go all out for that. Man. Let me see. I saw your uh, your poll on Twitter about your costume. Let me see. I don't. 
I don't have any idea what you could be. Are you given any? You given, you given hints yet? Have you announced what you're going as? Or are we just supposed to wait till tomorrow? Yeah, no. I, I mean, there's going to be some hints, and if like people see my podcast, which I do on the side, um, I do the video side of it, and I dressed up for it, so I do um, podcast. So they'll probably see it there. But um, it's. Uh, do you know the show? I think you should leave. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, I love that show. Do you really? Yeah. Too. Oh Thank my you. goodness. Yeah. yeah. Tim Robinson, right? Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going as the hot dog. The hot dog meme. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you. That's perfect. See, you I need to rent to... a hot dog mobile. Yeah. See, that's what I was hoping. And I, I, I like low key was thinking about like crashing it into Muss's house, but not really. <laughs> yeah. You want to get sure an invite back? If you do that, you're not getting. Invited. Yes. Exactly. So I'm so glad you. Uh, understood I love that, that skit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He crashes into the store and then he's like, "Ah, oh, who did this?" Yeah. We're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's great. Close okay. your eyes. If you did it, just take your car and leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> I'm so glad you knew that because I was afraid that like people would be like, "Ah, this idiot in a hot dog costume was it mean?" But it's it's the actual oh. hot dog costume though. Like the same exact one that he wore so i'm so excited that's that's how you got to do it i mean you got to go all in that's right that's right so uh uh so for that actually since we're on the topic do you do halloween stuff do you dress up is that your thing um not usually let me see we dressed up this year and last year but i don't i never really dressed up as a kid for halloween because uh let me see when i was like six or seven we were we went trick-or-treating with my uh family and it was like me and my mom and Obviously, uh, my brothers are probably too old, but we went to one house and the guy opened his door and I was like, trick or treat. And he looked at me, he's like, aren't you a little old to be trick or treating? Because I was huge. And then after that, I stopped going trick or treating. So, <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, this, this year we did dress up. Um, let me see. Last year, I actually had a great costume. I, uh, I wore all black, uh, black jeans and a black T-shirt and I had a piece of paper across my chest that said transfer portal. And uh, that was a big hit. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, but let me see. This this year we went as. Uh, uh, have you seen Nacho Libre with Jack? Oh yeah. Black? Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, it was kind of last minute, and so we couldn't find a nun costume. So we went as uh, Nacho Libre and Esqueleto. Oh, perfect. Um, let me see it. I don't know if will this show up. Let sure, it will. You got that high def camera. Yeah, so okay, you see yeah. that's from the movie, and then that's us. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably it. post it on Instagram. So yeah, well, <laughs> as long as as long as you're not going as uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, because that's what everyone's doing. So I mean, it's like really. Oh yeah, like the amount of people that the couples that are going as Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That's just the thing. That's the thing. So do that or Ken or uh, Ken and Barbie, or Barbie and Ken, or whatever. Yeah, I think um, I think I had a friend go as Oppenheimer. That's that's yeah. So yeah, that's a move. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know. Like I said this is the first time I've dressed up for Halloween in a long time. So got to got to do it. Oh, well, you're you're a little too big. To I know, I know, so. I know. It's just I'm too old for that. I'm too old for that. But uh, you know, when you get an invite though to a party like that, you got to go. And um and and as much as I could sit here and we could talk about Halloween all of the time. Like I know it's a big week for you, not only because you get to be back on the field and back mm-hmm. to playing once again and uh, there's been some changes and everything but we'll start with the fact that you're going back to Florida a place that mm-hmm. you played last year and, and started your career in college and of course you're from the state of Florida so uh, now that we're getting closer to that point I mean it's always been on the schedule but now that the week is here just what's kind of your emotions and, and everything as far as going into this game and playing in a stadium that you've played in many times before mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited I mean we could pretend like this is just any other game on the schedule. And for some of my teammates, maybe it is just another game for us to prove ourselves and get a, get a victory that we need and build momentum for the rest of the season. But it's, it's definitely special for me. And I would be lying if I said I was treating it like any other game. Um, it, it, this game means a lot to me just from that's where I started my career. I grew up, um, being around just the Florida Gators and I know what it would mean for me personally and us as a team to go into the swamp and come out with a victory. So when you're going down there, I assume you're going to have a lot of family members and and Mm -hmm. people showing up. Just, uh, have you talked to any of your family members, especially your immediate ones, as far as how the emotions will be for them, you know, going in to watch their son play once again, or their relative play once again in that same stadium, but this time wearing, red and white, or I guess in case white and red instead of uh, orange and blue. 
Yeah, it'll it'll be good. I think um so last year my I think my dad or my mom didn't go to my, my last game in the swamp, um, because I had to watch my nephews. And so to just get one more final hey, this is the actual last game in the swamp for me. Um, to give them another shot at being there and just hopefully this time <laughs> my last game in the swamp I didn't win so hopefully this this last game in the swamp will win but uh, it's just going to be good to my, my in-laws and my sister-in-law and uh, both of my sister-in-laws and their families will be able to come to the game and uh, it, it means a lot for them to be able to come just because Arkansas is so far away from them um, that they're not able to make the trip every every game at least so um, I think my I think my nieces will be in attendance, and so that's cool. Um, Going to be able to get some pictures with them on the swamp. So I'm assuming you still have some friends that are on the team. Still, have you have you talked to any of them heading up into this uh, into this game or anything? Yeah, you'd be uh, you'd actually be surprised. I don't I don't really know most of the people on the team anymore, just because I was sort of around the older guys who either went to the league or aged out, and then a lot of them transferred when I was gone. So. I have, let me see, the through the, the center and the left side, I believe, I'm friends with. Um, both of the centers that have been playing, I'm friends with. I And then everyone else on the offense I know, but we weren't, other than the tight ends, um, I wasn't really necessarily close with. Um, I think uh, if any Gator fans are watching this, Taylor Spierto just got put on scholarship there. Uh, that was buddies with him just because uh, for a little bit my locker was next to everyone in the and in Florida's locker room, they had what was called the walk-ons corner. Um, and so I kind of hung out back there just because I had a, a good friend of mine who was transferred from Akron, and his locker was back there. So I spent a lot of time. So I know all the walk-ons and former walk-ons that are playing now. Um, but on the defensive side, I I mean, I know the starting D end, and I know the backup interior guys. But they have just so many transfers that came in last year that are on defense that I uh, – I mean, I don't know most of them, it's sad to say. but And then, I mean, cornerbacks, I'm an offensive lineman who don't really interact that much. So, I mean, I know them, but we're <laughs> I don't know if they remember my name. Yeah. Which I mean with Josh Braun, Razorback offensive lineman here, thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance. Now, Josh, I'm sure you've, you've, met, you've answered this question before, uh, but just for maybe those of our listeners that may not be aware, um, people are always fascinated to hear and to know reasons of why a player ends up transferring to a certain school or just ends up transferring altogether. Uh, but as far as for you, uh, what went into the decision to transfer? Because I'm sure that wasn't an easy thing to do to you know, leave a school that you commit to as a freshman and then, you know, where you're from and in the state. So just uh, kind of walk us through what that decision process was like and uh, what ultimately led to the decision for you to transfer out of Florida. Yeah, so we went through a coaching change after my second year. Um, Coach Napier came in. And it just ended up not being a good fit, um, personality-wise. And so I, I knew I was going to transfer. Um, the decision I made to transfer when I did um, going into the bye week was solely because I knew I was transferring, and at the time I could not graduate from the University of Florida unless uh, so my degree is in classical studies. And the last class I needed um, that semester was my capstone course which was a term paper, which was uh, we met Wednesdays from 3 to 6, which is right in the middle of practice. So I wasn't able to take that class. And so since I already knew I was going to transfer, I wanted to be a UF alumnus. And so I needed to graduate, and I needed that, I needed that class specifically to graduate. So I had to leave the team in order for me to take the class, which allowed me to graduate in the fall last year. So now, I mean, I'm almost a year into my MBA, which wouldn't have been possible if I didn't leave the team when I did, which, uh, I mean, it, it hurts me to say that because on the outside it looks like I abandoned my brothers, and technically I did. Um, but I talked extensively to the offensive line, or at least my close friends on the offensive line and some other positions. They fully understood my decision process, and I hope they don't hold it against me that that's the decision I made. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'll find out Saturday when we go back. I'll ask them. I'll be like, hey, do you... You hold a grudge against me, and then I think they will if the outcome's in our favor. But I'm excited. This uh, <laughs> it'll be good. Well, and I, and I don't want to keep harping on because I know I want to talk to you about uh, some of the other things going on with you guys right now while you're at Arkansas. But 
Um, I'm curious just from a player's perspective and you going through that process from an outsider's perspective, at least it's, it's kind of like, you know, do these do players talk to each other about transferring? Does it, does it lead up to that point? Is it something that they keep close to the chest? And then, you know, when they announce it is when they tell everybody like, what is that like in a in a locker room, especially in the modern day college football where, you know, transferring is just part of the game. And I think that there's a lot Mm -hmm. of, positives and sometimes there can be some negatives but just from a player's perspective like what is that like with teammates and, and, and other people like leading up to that point i won't speak for other positions just because offensive line is very different we're, we're our personalities are very different so at least when i when i went through the process last year i talked with my teammates my offensive linemen um just sort of went through different scenarios and options with them, got their input. Um, when some of them went in the portal, they got my input. I remember a buddy of, me, a buddy of mine called me. Um, let me see, was that? I don't remember. It was sometime in December. And he said, hey, man, I have these two schools who are interested in me. The reality is going to one school is X, and the reality is going to another school is Y. And he sort of laid it out for me, and he knew what decision he wanted to make. He just wanted me to – he wanted to know he wasn't being facetious or silly for making the decision he's making. And so that's how it was from my point of view. Now, other, other places, other people might be different. Um, I know some positions, all they care about is who's going to give me the most NIL. And I think offensive line, that's not the first thing in a lot of transfers – um, minds. It's mainly is is this a good fit for me, and am, am I going to be developed? Um, I know the for me at least, the strength and conditioning coach was a huge factor in my decision. Um, I mean, when I decided to come to Arkansas, I boiled down to because I'm married, I had to focus on is my wife going to like living here? Is she going to have um, things to do here from whether that's school or job or just life in general? Is and then it was strength and conditioning coach. Is he going to develop me into an SEC offensive lineman and is the offensive line coach going to develop me to be able to, if I want to, have the option to play at the next level. So those are the decisions that I, those are the factors that I base my decision off of. Um, and I think it's similar. I'm just talking to other offensive linemen who have transferred and friends of mine who have transferred. They also look into that. Um, now, quarterbacks, a whole different world. I mean, cornerbacks, linebackers, I... I, I have no idea. Yeah, quarterbacks. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. I, they're, yeah. they're telling the type of pro, like processing and, and everything that goes into that. But um, I know it's been, of course, last time we had a chance to catch up with you, uh, we discussed the the changing of the offensive coordinator as Danny Ness was relieved of his duties, and uh, Kenny Guyton, the wide receiver coach, has now mm-hmm. moved into that role as quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator. A week has gone by, and I know there's still plenty of uh, time and plenty of things to do and get prepared for this game against Florida, but just kind of give us an overall feel of how everything's gone with Kenny Guyton as the offensive coordinator. And uh, have there been some pretty significant, I wouldn't call them improvements, but maybe just some differences and some changes as uh, the week's gone on. Yeah, there'll be definitely some, some big differences. Um, I think the fans will enjoy the differences more. Um, I personally hope that the differences result in more points being scored, um, just from an offensive statistic standpoint. But uh, I think we as an offense are excited to go out and show the developments we've made this past week, and then on Saturday will be these past two weeks. But we just want to put a product out on the field that we can be proud of. And I think Coach Guyton's getting us to the point where we're going to be able to do that. And I'm excited to go – we're all excited to go lay it out on the field on Saturday and – let the chips fall where they may. So just at, at a personality perspective, like I, I'm curious because I've only, I think, talked with Coach Guyton a couple of times, but uh, as far as now him getting into this role where before, I don't know how, how much dealings you had with him as a wide receivers coach, but here you are now uh, dealing with him as uh, the offensive coordinator. Just how has his personality been? Is it, is it more the energized? Is it, is it more of the, uh, you know, the, the layback and, and see how it all plays out? Just kind of what's that been like now that he's gotten into this role as the OC? Yeah, I would say definitely energized. He, I mean, he's taking this offense by the reins and really driving us in the direction that he wants us to go. And we all have total faith that he's going to, so to speak, lead us to the promised land. And we all expect to score a lot of points on Saturday, and we're we're excited to 
I mean, I'm excited to see him call plays, and I'm sure it was a dream of his to be an offensive coordinator at some point. And although none of us expected it to be in this fashion, um, just because the the situation and how this happened is sad and not something you want to go through. It's still, it's a good thing for him, just for him to get this opportunity and he's taken full advantage of it. And I'm excited to see what happens on Saturday and we're going to, I'm excited to get to practice tomorrow or I guess in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on when this plays, you know, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to be on the field right now. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're probably running late. You might want to get there pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, see, that's the thing, like, with uh, – I think there's always – you know, like you mentioned, it's kind of a sad thing whenever it had to be the circumstances, but there's also just a new yeah. energy and a new excitement anytime something's new like that. And I guess that's the case of, you know, like Sam Pittman. Uh, Coach Pittman talked about uh, last week and even this week as far as, uh, you know, lowering the volume of, of the playbook and, and trying to – just focus in on you know what the team's good at and the strengths and everything. Obviously, I'm not saying give away your game plan, but uh, what when he when he talks about lowering the volume of the, of the playbook, just what does that entail? Is it just a matter of oh, just certain formations, certain plays? Is it a matter of the type of play calls? Like what what is that? What does that mean? Lowering the volume of the playbook. Um. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I don't want to give too much away. Essentially, oh, it's fine. it means <laughs> reducing the playbook. Um, and that's all I'll say on that. Hey, that works. That works. I can say, <laughs> listen, I want, I want you all to have every advantage you can, too. Here, so you I can guess. ask me that next week, and we I'll go in depth because we, have, we already have a game on film. Yeah, no, what it'll be is you guys will score like 60 points, and it'll be like, that right there, that's, that's, what it, that's, how, you, that's how you lower the volume. Yeah. <laughs> of the volume lowered. Yeah, yeah, scoring a bunch of points, man. So, uh, yeah, and, I, and I've, that kind of leads me into the next thing, too. Uh, of course, uh, K.J. Jefferson, we talked about quarterbacks. And, you know, he, he's the guy that uh, has obviously had a lot of success in this conference. And, uh, you know, I know it's been frustrating for everybody on the offense, but at the quarterback position, it's always one that, uh, you know, he's, he's got so many tools and so much talent. But just as far as uh, what you've seen around and being around him, have you noticed any change, change in him as far as how he's taken on this role? Because I'm sure as, as tough as it's been for a lot of people, uh, for KJ mm-hmm. especially, it's, it's been uh, quite a roller coaster. Just how do you feel like he's handled uh, the change and in, in assuming into this new role with Kenny Guy, not only as his new OC, but also as his quarterback coach now? Yeah, he's, he's the leader of the team. I mean, we go as he goes on the offense especially, and he's a great athlete. He can make some great plays, and I think he's getting back into just being comfortable with being who he is. He's not a – I mean, I don't know a lot about the quarterback position. I play guard, and, I mean, stereotypically guards are not the smartest on the offensive line, so I won't speak out of turn, but I I didn't play with him last year in years prior, so I can't say he's returning to his old form because I never saw his old form. But he definitely seems to be more natural and seems to be more himself as we go out to practice at least. I see him smiling and, and having some fun. I mean, I think that's going to result in better play on Saturday, just seeing him enjoying the game more. So does that mean you can give me your power rankings of the smartest offensive line positions to the, to the least? Is like, is there, I didn't know there was a, a tier of uh, who's... Yeah, I mean, I think statistically... Uh, I mean, what does the NFL use? What's that test called? The uh, the wonder. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think statistically it goes center and then tackle and then guard. Oh, see, I didn't. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I, I thought that they were. I just, oh, really? I, well, I, just, well, I just thought that. I assumed that they were all all offensive linemen. I mean, I know that there's different skill sets, but it's like. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we uh, we actually were talking about this as an offensive line today in the locker room after practice. I said, uh, I was talking to Amari and Patrick Kudis, and I said. Uh, what do you call a smart guard? And I was like, you call him a center. And they're like, oh. I was like, what do you call an athletic guard? A tackle. And so, I mean, centers generally are the smartest, in my opinion, just because they have to know the offense in and out, and they have to know all the spots and identify the fronts. And then at tackle, you have to deal with um, not only – what we're doing as an offense, but you also have to read leverage of the corners and the safeties to see where they're bringing pressure. And 
alert the quarterback and running back and the center if you see something. Like if the if the safety's off the hash and the corner is pressed or his eyes are in the backfield and he's capped by the safety, you uh, there's a higher likelihood of the corner blitzing, and so you need to alert the center and the center or the running back um, that they need to be aware of the corner coming. And so uh, I once had a coach tell me that to be a guard, all you have to be is your job is to move people and you don't need to be smart to move people. The smarter you are at guard, the more questions you ask. And it's really not a question position. It's that guy's in front of you, you move him. And then when he moves, you move the other guy. And so I think that's uh, a lot, a lot of the reasons why I struggle is because I try to complicate the guard position. Yeah. I'm you like, well, what if this happens? He's like, no, you just, you just move that guy. That's all you have to do. Yeah, you you just need to you need to not be so smart, man. You need to not have uh, so much intelligence behind you, man. You gotta gotta work with that. Oh, no. Well, that, that was gonna be because I know we talk about cross training and everything. Like, what if? And I'm not saying this would ever happen, but I'm just curious what your reaction would be. What if, like, Coach Pittman came in and it was about to be like, you know, game, it's game time. He's like, hey, Josh, I got to move you to center. Like, <laughs> is, would that be something you could do? Like, because I, you know, I've, I know cross training's a thing and seeing guys, but like. I mean, I, you talk about the center being an obviously like a pregame. Well, yeah. Like if you well, ask me like, to play center, like maybe as we're going like, out on the field. Yeah, maybe not like right out of kickoff, like right before you guys <laughs> get out of the huddle. Just be like, hey, by the way, like no, I'm, but like if it was pretty late notice, whether it's the day before or that week or whatever, like is that something you would like feel like you could do? Mentally, I could do it. I have never really snapped. So physically, I don't know if I could play center on short notice. Now give me a week. I will work on snapping. But uh, um, when I when I cross train, like we've sp- spoken for, spoken on before, I usually just flex out to tackle and then work tackle spot. So I think I could play tackle before I could play center. But um, I mean, mentally, I think I could handle it. It's just I uh, I like to wear gloves when I play, and I don't know if I could snap with a glove, and I don't know if I could play without gloves. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. And now that makes me wonder, like, because obviously you've been, uh, I assume, a big guy your whole life, probably played offensive line for the most part your whole life. Was there ever mm-hmm. a different position you played when you were in football, like when you were a kid? Like, and if there was, yeah. did you enjoy it? So in eighth grade, my dad knew I was going to play offensive line long term, and he wanted me to just enjoy football. Because, I mean, offensive line isn't – it's not – you're not mm, – you're not really playing football when you play offensive line. You're playing offensive line. I mean, we don't we don't touch the ball unless you're the center, and then you only snap it, and then you you move people. It's it's a very physical position. You're not running on the edge and scoring a touchdown and celebrating and all that stuff. You're it's very violent and physical. And so he wanted me to experience what it's like to play other positions. So in eighth grade, um, I played tight end. Um, I lived in East Texas at the time, and so I'm sure you could find my huddle highlights on online somewhere. Um, it was Hallsville, Texas, and yeah, I played tight end in eighth grade. I was pretty good. Was pretty yeah, good. yeah. So like, was it like? I mean, so yo, you enjoyed doing tight end, and just was like, all right, well, offensive line, I'm yeah. going to back too. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Um, I was a little too big to play tight end, like long term, and uh, I knew I would have better successes playing offensive line so that's what i went with well i'd say it's working out so <laughs> obviously, it's obviously doing something good by you so uh but last one for what you get out of here josh i know we talked a little bit about halloween to, to start the deal and everything and so i'm just curious just for fun's sake um two questions one we'll start with the first one what was your favorite halloween costume you ever rocked because i know you talked about the the one you wore from macho libre but like what was the what was your favorite one you ever wore as, as a kid or anything no, it'd have to be the Nacho Libre one. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one, one of my favorite movies, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Of all time? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. Jack Black has three movies where he plays, like, this caricature of people. He has Nacho Libre, Bernie, and the Polka King. And so if you like Jack Black and you like Nacho Libre, so Bernie's about this guy in East Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't ruin it. Go watch Bernie if you like yeah. Texas and you like Jack Black. And then the Polka King, he is a polka singer, and he's scamming a bunch of people. And it's it's, it's interesting. Um, so those are my three Jack Black recommendations. But, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it probably 40 times. See, because, yeah, Bernie's that, – is that the one with Matthew McConaughey in it too? 
I think he's in it. Uh, like, is that good? Is it a funeral home or something? Yeah. I okay. Think. I think I. Saw it was, it's been a while since I've. Seen yeah. It. I th- I was I was trying to make sure. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. Because I think Matthew McConaughey was in it, and um, he was like a detective or a police officer or something. But yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen it. But yeah, yeah. No, that's that's. Yeah, it. he's in it. Matthew McConaughey's in it, and okay. uh, that's that's the only people I know in it. It's just like <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. It's all that matters. So okay, so that was your first one. Now, second one is. The go-to Halloween candy. I mean, because everyone's got their go-to mm. candy that they have or that they love, and it could be for Halloween or just in general. But like, what's the go-to for you? I like Butterfingers. I think that's my okay. final okay. answer. All right. So is like yours? well, see, the thing is, it's like, man, it just depends on the mood I'm in. But like, if I'm going with Halloween candy, like I was always a Skittles guy, like Skittles mm. and Starburst. But I feel like later in life, I actually started warming up to more of the, the chocolate bar stuff. So, like, I love a payday because yeah. I love peanuts and, like, caramel. Mm. So, I, I, dude, I can, I, can, I can screw around and mess with the payday. But also, like, Sour Patch Kids, too. So, it's just, like, I got a sour, yeah. I got a chocolate, and I got, a, like, a fruit. But, yeah. man. When I, I was younger, I really liked those uh, the Krabby Patty gummies. You know, they would uh, – did you ever – I don't know. You may have been – I don't know how old you are. So. <laughs> How old do you think I am, Josh? That's the question. Like, I would love to know how old you think I am. Let me see. How old am I? All right. So I'm 22, and I have a brother who's 26 and a brother who's 30. So I'm going to say you're 28. Man, you just made my day. Uh, really? No, I've, I've scored another touchdown. Uh, I'm 35, actually. So. No way. Yeah. Yep. Turn 35 this, this month. Yeah. I know. Thank you, Josh. You just made my day. Well, it's the beanie. You know, that's I, what it is. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. It de-ages you seven years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I didn't know anything about the, uh, the Krabby Patty gummies, but I know what the, yeah. the show of SpongeBob and everything. So. Yeah, so they have, uh, they have these gummies that are Krabby Patties. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that and Butterfingers are... My favorite candy, I guess. But uh, I guess I'm a Starburst guy, too, if I have to go fruity. Yeah. yeah. The only problem about those is that they're always coming in wrappers, and it's just like I already have to wrap, and then I have to unwrap it again, and it's just <laughs> annoying. So I can't get, get to it fast enough. But, Josh, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Always great to catch up with you. Uh, enjoy your trip down to back down to Gainesville. I know it's a special one for you, and I uh, can't wait to talk to you about next week and hopefully talking about uh, an SEC win. Will you be making the trip? I originally was going to, but I was mm-hmm. unable to uh, get it to work out in a time. So uh-huh. I was pretty bummed because I've never been. I've never been to Gainesville. So I was really looking forward to it. But just have to yeah. wait, you know, another like eight years or however long it's going to take for that team to happen. True. So, yeah. But we appreciate it, man. Have fun and uh, look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. the doctor of football each thursday night at seven for the west rock coffee recruiting intelligence report the doctor of football will keep you up to date with the latest recruiting analysis brought to you in part by ortho rehab express airport parking diamond medical blue train and authentic manhood only on your fun and game station 1037 the buzz The first Eric Musman Wive of the season was last night. He talked about a number of things, including standout forward Chandler Lawson. His ability to be coachable is amazing. He listens to everything, knows the game plan inside and out, self-coaches not only himself, but then he buddy coaches his teammates. So for sure, I don't know if I've ever coached a guy that's got such wingspan, and so that allows him to become a sneaky shot blocker. We're now just six days away from the tip-off of the Arkansas basketball season versus Alcorn State next Monday. And in other college basketball news, Louisville lost an exhibition to Division II Kentucky Wesleyan, 71-68. Kentucky Wesleyan is predicted to finish eighth in their league. Louisville won just four games last year. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV? What? No way, dude. Like that flat screen TV that just got stolen. See agent Steve Ferguson in Little Rock, Bo Beavis in Cabot, or Daniel Vickers in Sherwood. Hey, it's Houston Nutt. I'll be on Morning Mayhem every Wednesday this football season. We're going to get ready to hit that line and root on those hogs because we got the wood, y'all. And when you need a new pole barn, metal roof, or steel building, go see my friends at Reed's Metals of Benton where you can buy direct and save online at reedsmetals.com. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Take home security, your safety is the only thing that matters. That's why you get 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Because every home deserves to be protected. Right now, get 45% off the whole home security system named the best of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. Visit simplysafe.com slash radio to save big today. Advanced home security, 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I've always gotten tons of UTIs. Cranberry products never worked for me, and I was desperate for a way to be proactive. I'm Jenna Ryan, CEO and founder of Eucora. We've worked with doctors to develop effective urinary tract health products. Eucora is helping over 100,000 women stay healthy. Ready to join them? Get 30% off at eucora.com slash radio. That's U-Q-O-R-A dot com slash radio. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Chosen as one of Arkansas's best places to work eight years in a row, Rainwater Holden Sexton is hiring premier paralegals and legal assistants with an emphasis on bilingual Spanish-speaking candidates at all locations. Rainwater Holden Sexton's mission is to compassionately represent injured and disabled Arkansans. With generous benefits and competitive pay, Rainwater Holden Sexton is a destination employer hiring the best. We're also seeking bilingual Spanish-speaking attorneys to join our team. Apply today at callrainwater.com. It's fall. And you know that means schools are back in. Leaves will be changing soon. Oh, and it means football. Friday Night Lights and action-packed weekend. And Chris Crane Hyundai gets you there in style. And with plenty of room to bring all your tailgate gear and crew of super fans. Get America's Best Warranty 10 years, 100,000 miles. And Hyundai Assurance. Right now, get up to $3,000 off new Hyundais this fall at Chris Crane Hyundai on Museum Road in Conway. And online at chriscranehyundai.com. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Unless you've been living under a rock. You've heard of the current turmoil in the auto industry. Rising used car prices and declining new car inventory is clearly a real possibility. But this month, Watney Chevrolet strikes back with 0% on 2023 Silverados. Call 501-982-2102. Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville anticipated today's car climate months ago by ordering extra new inventory and assembling a fleet of quality used cars. 
Paris. Call 501-982-2102. Trade now because prices could soon be headed in the wrong direction. Plus, get the relief of no payments until after New Year's. Watney Chevrolet will get you right before the storm on the horizon. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Here's another remarkable success story from QC Kinetics. This one from Chad, who hurt his knee at the gym one day, and it just kept on hurting for months. From my high school football and wrestling days, I already had a little bit of damage in there, but this just sent it over the edge. Chad tried traditional treatments with no improvement. When he turned to the non-surgical regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. It was really fascinating how they did their work, and the science behind it was very intriguing and it works. Extracting the cure out of my own body blew my mind. It's like I'm brand new again. It was fantastic. That's because the QC Kinetics natural biologic treatments use your body's own healing power to restore damaged tissue in your hips, shoulders, back, and knees, providing long-lasting relief. Now I'm back at the gym. I'm 100% feeling great. If you're tired of suffering with pain from arthritis or injury, call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Fence Brokers presents Zach Williams every Tuesday when he gets in the zone with Justin and Wes to talk about what's happening on the hill and what to expect from this week's big game. Zach Williams in the zone from Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. You know that crushing feeling when you click print on your PC and the doggone machine just won't print? Well, I fix that. Hello, my name's Tim Stanley. I'm the new owner of Business World, a TDS IT company. We're an IT company with a long history in the imaging channel, and I fix the printer conflict by using my Arkansas-based IT help desk. Call us at 501-374-7000 for more details on how a true IT-managed services company running your business will keep all your printers and scanners up and running all the time. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you, since it is Halloween, it is the final day of the month of October. And you can still, right now, head over to Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville and be able to check out their great trade-a-phone-for-a-vehicle-in program, where if you have a current phone, a flip phone, a brick phone, or a vintage back phone, 500 to $700 in some down payment allowance. There is no other deal that's going on here in the entire country that it even comes close to this. And so you need to get on top of it. This is your last day. And Guadney Chevrolet is always going to be a place where you can get all different types of vehicles and plenty of inventory on SUVs, on Silverados, on full-size cars. No matter what it is, they're going to make sure you get taken care of. And they're always going to have great deals. But this is the last day that this deal will be happening. So head over to Guadney Chevrolet. You can also get no payments. That's right, no payments through the rest of the year once you buy that vehicle. And they still got the inventory on the 2023 Silverados at 0% with approved credit. And even the 2024 brand new Equinox is still under 3% APR when you buy one of those. And you got to get there. You got to get there now. So get after there over after, after work because they have an award-winning sales staff that's willing to make sure that you get into a vehicle that you love and you can't afford. And it's conveniently located right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. 
They are Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Shop them today, Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Again, it's a three and out, so a few storylines and some uh, things that we want to dive into. So uh, last night, I uh, wanted to be a part of this, too, when uh, he had some struggles, apparently, if you're a Louisville basketball team, because they wa- lost an exhibition game to a Division II team. It was uh, Kentucky Wesleyan. And there's been a disconnect there. And even Kenny Payne, who's the head coach there at Louisville, said, quote, we can't beat teams with talent. We're never going to be the most talented team, but we can beat them with fight. And a lot of people are not too happy about it, not too happy about the quotes. And the fact they lost 71 to 68 continues to show the turmoil and the problems there at a once proud Louisville basketball program. But that's any indication. Kenny Payne may not last a whole much longer, but uh, we'll see how the season plays out there for the Cardinals. There was a person that wagered on the Dolphins and Patriots game and had a seven-leg parlay, and the one play at the end of the game netted almost $100,000 off a $1,500 wager. And uh, so some of the the bets were Dolphins minus 6.5, over 41.5. Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddell, all with anytime touchdowns. Kendrick Bourne with an anytime touchdown, and Tua with three passing touchdowns. So at the end of the game, the Dolphins were had a third and one from the Patriots' 31-yard line. All they had to do was get a first down. The game would have been over, but instead, the Dolphins ran play action. Tua hit Jalen Waddle for a 31-yard touchdown. So the touchdown gave Waddle an anytime touchdown, gave Tua three touchdowns, and made the over hit of 41 and a half and so that one play had a lot of things happen and netted 99,000 off a $1,500 wager. You know Arkansas just beat Purdue in basketball but one of the things that I was really impressed by was the fact that Fairleigh Dickinson the team that beat Purdue in the NCAA tournament as a 16 seed last year they were having some renovations happening with their stadium with their arena and everything but the most incredible thing is that they were able to watch film where they were able to beat Purdue in a communal shower. Since they're going through some renovations, they had some cinder blocks and and some concrete, and it was an old, old, old shower. But it was the only place that they could watch and gather together in privacy. They set up a film projector that sat up top of a box that rested on a Gatorade bucket that was surrounded by stools, and they were able to get it done. So everyone thinks about all these fancy facilities like Razorback Basketball has, which is awesome and incredible, but when it comes down to it, it's always about the team and about their will and about their determination. So that makes it even cooler that Fairleigh Dickinson was able to win the game where they were literally watching film on Purdue on cinder box and on Gatorade buckets. Chase Field, as the Diamondbacks host the Rangers for the World Series, they make a decision on whether they're going to open the roof every night. And uh, during the NLCS, they couldn't open it because they had triple-digit temperatures. Last night they did open it. And they're scheduled to open it again tonight. Now, they can't do it during the game, so it has to be done ahead of time to make the decision. And so it is scheduled to be open tonight. But um, you can find out exactly what they plan on doing ahead of time. But they just like to have the roof open anytime they can. Now, the team itself, they make a decision on it. But ultimately, Major League Baseball can step in and make the last decision but tonight's game, the roof will be open once again at Chase Field. So Adam Wainwright, who is an all-time great St. Louis Cardinal, we know he officially retired after many years. And when he was filling out the paperwork, he actually had some fun with it because when he had to give a reason as to why he retired from the Cardinals, he simply said, because I got a puppy. You know, most of other people would probably say, ah, oh, because of injury, ah, oh, because of I accomplished everything, blah, blah, blah. He had some fun with it and says, hey, because I got a puppy, that's why I wanted to retire. So at least he had some fun with it in his retirement papers. Joe Burrow dressed as an alien for Halloween, and the Bengals tweeted out, we always knew he wasn't human. And then you can see some other fun costumes from some of the players around the NFL, the NBA, and different sports. And there also was a fun one where there was a kid that dressed as Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel. And what she did was she sprinted in a video on TikTok where it was Coach McDaniel sprinting off the field going into halftime in one of the games this year. So I really love the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's one of the all-time greats. And if you haven't seen it, it's pretty incredible. You got uh, Jason Segel. Uh, you got uh, Jonah Hill, I know, played in it. 
and uh, uh, Kristen Davis. Just a lot of people uh, that were really good and really fun in it. And it had one of the iconic scenes where the main character, who's played by Jason Segel, put together a uh, Dracula puppet show musical. And the song was really funny and all that. Well, it's it's a great spot and it's a great and iconic scene. But what was really cool is that Jason Segel through a surprise performance of his Dracula musical here recently and did it with all the, the puppets and everything to go along with it there in Hollywood. It was uh, kicking off the stage and making it look pretty awesome and pretty fun. And uh, I just love when celebrities do this stuff where it was just completely out of the norm and just wanted to put on a good show and still has it, still can still sing, can still make it work, and still a great scene nonetheless. So really cool thing by Jason Siegel. There's a surge in Halloween candy that's 13%, and it's double the inflation of the grocery tax, and that has happened since October of last year that they've seen that increase. But just interesting enough that the grocery tax has risen about 6%, and Halloween candy itself has risen twice that at 13%. Also, there was an incredible story here where a grocery store employee Stops a shoplifter with a deadly Coke bottle tomahawk to the dome. I mean, just absolutely knocked him off with a with throwing a throwing a Coke bottle and hitting him right in the head, and it knocks them out for the count. It seems like something that would probably be from like a Steven Seagal movie, where you just say hey, whatever prop I have, I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna throw it, I'm gonna knock out the bad guy. But this one actually did happen. Probably wouldn't recommend anybody else doing it because I don't know if it'll be the same result. But still, a really cool little story of uh, stopping somebody and how terribly humiliating and humbling it must be for that criminal, not only to be doing something like that, but also to get stopped. Why? Because you got hit in the head with a Coke bottle. A family in Greenwood, Arkansas, they woke to discover a smell of fire coming from their deck, and they suspected that a meteorite went through the deck, and uh, it even hit the hot tub and melted part of it, which caused water to pour out onto the deck. Also, a uh, uh, pretty, uh, I guess you call it interesting in the world of celebrities, but it looks like uh, Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum are engaged after two years of dating officially. So for those of you who are Zoe Kravitz fans hoping they would break up, or Channing Tatum fans hoping they would break up, uh, too little too late, they are officially engaged to be married. Robert De Niro is going to testify against an ex-assistant in a Manhattan court, and the ex-assistant is suing... Robert De Niro, and uh, he had the ex-assistant do certain duties like rubbing his back and doing certain things. So, uh, you know, it it brings out um, some allegations there, but Robert De Niro says that he's innocent of any allegations. Uh, scratching his back, buttoning his shirt, and awakening him at times when he needed to be awakened instead of setting an alarm. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel. Tomorrow afternoon, you better stay tuned, folks, because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Fellas, what's good? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Look, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Be sure to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center. They offer the convenience of physician-monitored, self-inject, at-home testosterone treatments with an average payment of 150 bucks a month cash pay, including labs and medication. If you don't live near Low T Center or just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy, baby. Shipping treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com.